Welcome to Indie Active Site, the podcast where you meet the brightest minds in the field of biocatalysis and biotransformation. My name is Christoph Winkler and I'm co-hosting this podcast with Matthias Pickel. We are both scientists in the Elk Crewing Graz who will host the upcoming Biotrans 2021 conference. Hello everyone. In this first episode we talk to Professor Wolfgang Krutil. Wolfgang is the head of the organization committee of the Biotrans 2021 in Graz and will tell us what we can expect from the conference. But before we introduce him formally, we would like to talk a bit about our own background. So my name is Christoph Winkler. I did my PhD here in Graz with Professor Kurt Faber. Following that, I went to industry for a little while, but then returned back to academia. Now I work as a university assistant and senior scientist in the group of Wolfgang here at the University of Graz. Well, so much about me. Matthias, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and maybe also about the podcast? Hello, also from my side. I was also doing my PhD with Kurt Faber, but then I went for a postdoc in the lab of uh, Perec Lapes in Barcelona. And now I'm back in the Elk crew working with Wolfgang Grutil. I want to tell you now a little bit uh, what was the motivation behind the podcast. So we want to talk with the speakers of the conference to get a little bit behind the scenes. We want to get to know a little bit the people behind the science and hopefully we can get also some advice for them for PhD students, early postdocs who are attending the conference uh, for career development but also for everyday lab life. We will try to inform you, dear listener, about the current observations of a broader context of modern-day biocatalysis research as well. But now, welcoming our very first guest, Professor Wolfgang Krutil from the University of Graz. Hello, hello Matthias, hello Christoph, hi everybody. Wolfgang, so you've been quite around in the biocatalysis community for such a while, but one question which comes up quite often is how is your second name actually pronounced correctly? Well, my name is uh, Czech, and from there it would be pronounced somehow like Krotil. Um, but I have heard during my life all versions. I'm used to almost everything, what you can do with an O and an U. So I'm happy if it's somewhere around an O, so like Krotil, but everything else is fine. I, I'm used to react on everything. Perfect. So Wolfgang Krotil it is. So eventually we want to go a little bit through your CV and uh, we realized that already quite remarkably that uh, during your undergraduate time you did not study only chemistry but also studied uh, technical mathematics and uh, already with uh, your dissertation you started to work on biocatalysis. So back then you worked with epoxide hydrolases, sulfatases and alcohol oxidases. So we uh, wondered uh, what uh, made you already quite early to choose biocatalysis uh, as a topic in your career. Well, it was not only the PhD thesis uh, where I worked on biocatalysis. I also did my master thesis on biocatalysis. And actually I did several, uh, a few studies during summer already on biocatalysis. Actually, um, it was in one of these organic lab courses where I met Kurt Fava and I got fascinated at uh, that time. Well, it was something like in the second, in the second year, um, 
And I thought these enzymes are really fantastic and I wanted to work in his group. But at that time that was not possible because during summer he was not in Graz. So he uh, gave me the possibility then, he then to ask at the Institute of Biochemistry to work there in summer. Uh, and there I worked then with lipases. So that's actually where I started and this was actually my first biocatalysis project. Ah, great. Yeah, I think biocatalysis, so starting with lipases, that makes uh, somewhat sense. But then I realized uh, that uh, in you did your postdoc in industry and then switched back to academia, uh, which is uh, a rather rare uh, change of plans. So that also raises a little bit the question, uh, this unexpected turn of events, uh, moving back to academia from industry, uh, was there general motivation behind that? It was a tough decision, you can believe me, because actually I never expected to get to academia, actually I never wanted to get there. My plans at the stage of my master studies was to get to industry, to work in a big company and to lead a, a group there. Uh, and that's why I did also a postdoc in industry. And then Kurt uh, Faber offered me a position at the university. And it took me a while to think about it. And finally I said yes. One reason was probably um, that I noticed in industry things are going to work. You can go from lab scale to production scale. And it's impressive if you see cubic meters of your product coming down the pipeline. But you do not know why it is working in detail. And if you want to analyze it to in more detail, there is not the time for that. And that's why I thought, um, well, that's more fascinating for me. I go back to academia. Um, so you took the task, which is probably quite challenging in times at such a, as we have it right now. Um, you took the task to organize the Biotrans next year. Um, tell us, Wolfgang, what will be new with this in this conference? Well, we are somehow forced to go new uh, pathways to incorporate new ideas. Well, originally. The Biotrans was planned to be organized in Graz in 2023, but for simply the COVID uh, reason, we got it earlier because we have in Graz the option now that we can use lecture, a lecture hall from the university if we can do the conference on site. And with that, we are more flexible if we need to cancel that. Uh, we will definitely be online and this is probably something new for Biotrans, uh, but I think it has some very important and aspects and well, it opens new options and possibilities. So if I understand correctly, there will be a online version of the Biotrans conference but also, if possible, there will be an on-site version of the Biotrans here in Graz. Exactly, correct. Uh, so, uh, if, if the well, situation will allow, we would be happy to have it on-site. What is for sure, it will be online.
Reading your invitation, um, I found an interesting phrase. The invitation states, Biotrans Graz, Austria, Europe, worldwide. So how do you expect that the audience changes? Will this truly be a worldwide event? Well, that would be my hope, actually. So this is, I think, one of the chances of the online event. So, for instance, at the last Biotrans in Groningen, in 2019, we had about 700 participants, but the majority of people attending were from Europe. So I hope that by being online, there will be ch be chance to have more people from other continents involved. Um, maybe also more students, but maybe also people from other uh, people from academia who may just join in for a short session because you can skip travel so no tr no troubles or no time uh, needed for traveling around and you may simply log in for a certain session you're interested in i think it would be fantastic if really the whole biocatalysis community of the world comes together in this event um, but I think there are a couple of challenges. So how will you make sure that people from different time zones can attend this, uh, the main events or at least the most important content? The content will be recorded. So there will be then uh, content available on demand for people who have registered. And it will be also be available until two weeks after the conference. So people who have missed a certain session can still join in. Of course, the live session, the live talks, hopefully, there is then the chance to ask the question the person directly, but there will also be chat functions that you may ask questions afterwards as well. I, would, I hope that this is going to work, at least this is the plan for the moment. Every Biotrans seems to have its own uh, kind of trend. For example, in the recent years, we saw all different forms of amine, amine-forming enzymes, and these enzymes were quite popular. Uh, what topic, topics do you think will be the major ones in the upcoming event? Do you think that there is some new trend? I'm not sure yet about that. I think biocatalysis got rather diverse. So I don't expect that there will a main focus on a certain reaction. Um, but, well, it will be definitely about novel enzymes, novel reactivities of known enzymes. I hope there will be more in CC coupling as a special reaction. There will be uh, sessions on computational approaches to biocatalysis. Of course, there is enzyme engineering, redesigning enzymes, using enzymes in synthesis, Cascades will be one topic, but definitely not a major one. There is another conference next year on that. Enzyme mechanisms and also reaction engineering. So it is rather diverse, but all uh, contributing to biocatalysis. So I think there will be a lot of different aspects which will be represented at this conference. Now let's address the elephant in the room. How do you cope with the COVID-19 pandemic? Or in other words, how can someone attending the conference in person feel safe? Well, we have now at the moment November 2020. So 
it is difficult to predict how the situation will develop. I mean, there is always a risk. You don't know how it's going um, to develop, whether, whether the vaccines will be available or what else is coming up. We will definitely be a bit more careful, meaning in case it's getting still not secure, we will simply have to go online only, which would be a pity. Uh, but I think it's important to have a biotrans in 2020 and not to cancel it completely because a conference on this topic is important for the community, for the students, to have exchange between the students. In short, we will follow all safety regulations and actually be a bit even more careful um, on that. So the plan is also that people uh, for registration first just pay the online fee and then depending on the situation they will add have to pay the additional fee it might be there the case that we have to make selections who can attend on-site and who cannot attend on-site because we are limited in space on-site definitely because we don't have a lecture hall as big at previous meetings, simply as said before, we are at the university. We have booked two lecture halls, so in theory we could accommodate 700 people on site, but there, this accounts quite some additional challenges. Yeah, actually we also wanted to take the chance to ask you a few scientific questions. And, uh, you know, when we looked uh, through your publications, we pretty much realized that uh, a lot of the uh, reactions you did with uh, your enzymes were actually asymmetric synthetic transformations. So I think most of the people know you for working with alcohol dehydrogenases and transaminases. So by yourself, how would you define your research focus uh, at all? Well, I think the idea is to cut asymmetric synthesis short that was in the previous days and then in the meantime I can put the asymmetric in brackets to cut synthesis short. I think there were at different times various tools required, well they are still required, but there were also some special enzymes um, needed to get to certain functionalities like the uh, chiral amino function or uh, originally the chiral alcohol and that always changed at least from my point of view what is so an urgent question and now well nowadays we, I think we have so many new options so what what got more accessible are different DNAs to be produced or there is the metabolic pathways known the biosynthetic pathways are known so that's why I think nowadays it gets much broader as uh, about 20 years ago, for instance. That brings me already to my follow-up question. So we realized uh, it seems like you abandoned transaminases and alcohol dehydrogenases, but switched to more um, complex systems like, for example, alkaloid synthesis or co cobalamin-dependent enzymes. So how did that come? Well, I have not completely left the alcohol and the transaminases. So they are a very important tool, I think, and I follow very interested the literature on that. 
But I think it is important to push the frontier forward to find new ways and to identify new con concepts. So concerning the cobalamin dependent enzymes, I think there was the idea to get an alternative to some dependent enzymes. And that's why I got interested in this type of enzymes. And as said for the, for the alcohol alloids, um, well, they derived simply of the pathways known and the enzymes being described in more detail recently. Yeah, perfect. Actually, you know, uh, we as postdocs always starving for new research ideas. So we were actually wondering, as you, who is so long already in the field, how do you actually come up with new topics and how do you see potential in, uh, for exploitation in biocatalysis? Well, um, how to come up with new topics? Um, I think the important is uh, to read literature and, um, well, not only read the biocatalysis literature, but also check out for biochemistry literature and uh, microbiology. In these areas, uh, there's now a lot of publications on bio, uh, biosynthesis. So I think this gives quite some inspiration and ideas uh, what can be exploited. It, it provides, maybe if you say these alkaloids, getting back to the alkaloids, these maybe in some cases be special enzymes, meaning more dedicated to a special substrate, but I think we can learn on that and then try to expand uh, the scope of, of these enzymes. And well, there is also, of course, the, uh, the idea to incorporate organocatalysis in enzymes while well, to, to learn from organocatalysis and transfer that to um, biocatalysis or come up or notify a special new reaction. Sometimes you observe a side reaction and then you should keep that in mind. And maybe you notice at a later point that this side reaction is a rather useful reaction in another, for another application then make the side reaction to your, to your main reaction. So we realized uh, that the one question many people asked us when we are at other conferences, for example, that uh, your group in Graz has a very peculiar name. So we was wondering who came up with the idea to call it the, the elk crew? Um, well, that goes back to the time when Kurt Faber went to Norway and this was just the time when the internet came up and the people in Graz then placed an elk on the first homepage of the elk crew and wrote an email to Kurt Faber, can you see that? Well, that for that time that was exciting if Kurt, can, Kurt Faber could see the elk in, uh, being in Norway and he, he wrote back, yeah, I can see that. And the head of the institute at that time uh, got annoyed that somebody puts an elk on a homepage. Because he got annoyed and uh, was not so happy with that, um, we stayed with the elk. Now it's finally resolved at all how it came up, but it's also a very nice story, I think. 
in the end, uh, we come to a recent uh, trend in the biocatalysis and I think uh, in a more general sense in the scientific community that due to the pandemic, that there are a lot of uh, online webinars and uh, online conferences appearing. What do you think of this trend? Uh, could this uh, also be a completely new way to meet scientists uh, even without uh, a pandemic looming? Well, I think it is good that was now accelerated that we have exchange also, uh, also online. I think the community is growing, so it fits very well that we have also exchange online, which saves us travel expenses. I think there are already very interesting formats that members of different groups, so especially PhD students but, uh, and also postdocs present online in, uh, uh, regularly. Uh, I think this is very important. There are, of course, other formats which try to somehow a bit app use and have the advertisement in, in uh, as the main part of these uh, online exchanges. I consider that hopefully some formats will survive. Uh, it is probably important that the community focuses on a few formats because otherwise there is again an explosion of different events and then nothing is really focused and going into, into the depth. I just was a little bit worried about the many conferences popping up before uh, Corona and you could more or less travel around the world and be at a different place each week. So from that point of view, I think there is an advantage and the online exchange is a very important aspect for the future. Well, Wolfgang, now for the next final part of this interview, we come to a bit more, uh, to a bit more fun. Um, I will ask you a couple of quick questions. Please answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. So Wolfgang, what was the first Biotrans conference you attended? That was Warwick. Uh, I think it was 1995. Um, what was what is your favorite enzyme or enzyme family? Uh, well, this is historic. Uh, I call the hydrogenases. What do you expect from a good paper? Oh, um, I expect from a good paper a new idea, a very good description of the experimental part, and that it is reproducible. What do you? Uh, what is a scientific no-go for you, either in a paper or in a talk? Well, there is the trend to, ex, um, to exaggerate and to leave out the small details which might put the story in not so good light. Uh, this is for me a no-go. What was the nicest or worst reviewer comment you ever got? Well, the nicest is, of course, published as it is. And the worst was, do the authors really think that a chemist is going to use an enzyme? And that was rejected from a high-impact journal. Wolfgang, thank you for joining us and all the best for organizing the Biotrans 2021. Christoph and Matthias, thank you very much for the interview. And uh, well, for Biotrans 2021, uh, I would also like to thank already my team for support and 
help to make this event possible. Thank you also for my side for listening. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Join us also the next time when we interview the one of the invited lecturers or keynote lecturers of the upcoming Biotrans 2020 MON. Hopefully getting uh, some insight about what they will talk about at the event and many more topics. If you have any questions or feedback, post it on the Biotrans Twitter account or send us an email. So for the first sign off, I just want to talk about how we came up actually with the idea of doing this podcast. So since this meeting might be at least partially online, we realized that the one thing which uh, could be missing in the end is this normal chit chat, which is happening on this kind of conference. So I don't know, a PhD student getting some advice for, uh, from a senior or I don't know, the exchange of research ideas and the discussion what is now the hot topic in biocatalysis. So with this uh, podcast, we want to attribute to this and hopefully we can make the experience of the Biotrans 2021 even a little bit closer now to a normal conference. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons BY license which allows rework and redistribution as long as credit is given and any adaption is licensed under similar terms.